1: Well, alrighty then. Hey, I am the commissioner, Christopher Perry, and this is the WCHL podcast. And on the other end of the line is my very best friend in all the world, the ice uh, maintenance man extraordinaire at the Blazers Ice Center, the head pom-pom cheerleader for OU Hockey, and the general manager for the University of Oklahoma. It's Andrew Majorkerth. Andrew, say hello to the masses.
0: Yo, yo, yo.
1: Man, Andrew, you're coming through loud and clear. How about that? Nice and crisp. It's almost like you're right next to me.
0: Yeah, uh, it is almost like I'm right next to you. Right? You know,
1: had had you been right next to me, you would have noticed it as soon as I started talking that my chair started to go down. The uh, it's one of those you know office chair type things, and it just started to slowly go down. <laughs> so all of a sudden, I went from sitting normal size to like at the kids table. Oh so you have my gosh! Your
0: chair have you have you hit record yet? <laughs>
1: Yes, I have. Thank you, but well, thank you right. for asking. <laughs> all right, I'm
0: checking off all my boxes here, so we can get, uh, you know, so we can there, get started on this whole podcast. There was, here, a, right?
1: I think, there was a movie out there called "Thank You for Asking." That's it's probably doing about <laughs> making sure you hit record on your stupid podcast. Oh
0: Lord, how about that?
1: Oh boy! All right, well, hey Andrew, we might get through this thing pretty quick because there's no games next week to talk about. So there goes about half the podcast. Right? Yeah,
0: there goes half our podcast.
1: But we had a lot of games last week to talk about, and even though we're not hockey guys, we can uh, we, we can do our best at talking about these things. Give our non-hockey opinions on these games, huh? Uh, I
0: think we can do a mighty fine job for a couple of non-hockey guys, right?
1: <laughs> Everybody, all, all 10 teams were uh, were in play, and it started on Thursday night when men's Division II Oregon came down to uh, Phoenix, and they took on Grand Canyon on Friday night. And wouldn't you know it, Grand Canyon chokes the game away, oh. and Oregon wins 5-4. to four.
0: I was I was hoping that Oregon was going to come down and get a little taste of D one action, right?
1: Hey, they they were getting a taste of D one action for the first forty minutes of this game because it was four yes, to one,
0: were.
1: and then uh, Grand Canyon forgot to come out for the third period. Apparently,
0: yeah, you know, they, in the third period they scored they scored their goals in clusters, right? You know, uh, they scored right off the bat with, at three eleven, and then a minute later they scored again.
1: Someone or Oregon, yeah, yeah, and then, they sc- and then they scored two more.
0: Yeah, like a minute, minute, minute twenty apart, right? So they, they scored them in clusters there in the third period, and it's like, come on, boys!
1: It was absolutely wild. I mean, Grand Canyon was rolling; they were rolling. It was four to one after forty minutes of playing, and it was just this is all antelopes all the time, and you, you're thinking to yourself, okay, you know, they're gonna come down and get a taste of the big time. And uh I guess Oregon I don't know if Grand Canyon just felt so comfortable or if Oregon uh, someone back, yeah. lit a fire under their butt, but man, they came out and scored four goals in the first ten minutes of the third period to not only tie the game, but they took the lead and then they salted yeah. it away. I mean and they,
0: they iced it away, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping they were gonna come down here and get a little taste of their of the action, but
1: No such luck. Didn't.
0: No such luck.
1: Not a, not a good way for Green Canyon to start. They are playing three, three, uh, three games in three days, an old WCHL weekend. And, uh, yeah, not a good look. You know, playing a men's Division two team is a, is a lose-lose proposition for a men's D1 team, in my opinion. It is. Because it is. You, if you beat them, you're supposed to beat them, and you, you get nothing out of it. I mean, the only thing that counts is stats. Um, but you know, games don't count for the rankings and you know, there's 60 minutes or 120 minutes, depending on how many games you play against them of wear and tear on your kids' bodies. Yep. And, uh, you know, and that's if you win, if that's you, if you win if you you, know, we, yeah, and you lose, oh my God.
0: Yeah. You know, we kind of got into that kind of that little, that bear's nest the beginning of the season, right? We, uh, split oh, yeah. with Arkansas, Yep. you know, Arkansas, you know, we saw them good little team, you know, and just walked in and just boom, they, they nailed us, right?
1: Yes, they did. Yes, they did. They nailed you. A men's division, and that's even worse, a men's division three team coming in and beating a D1. Yeah. Because yeah. then, you know, then everybody looks at you cross eyed. What are you doing playing men's There's division no, what's
0: one? Going on over there, yeah. But, you know, you got to explain it. Like, you know, like i told a lot of people, like, you know, Arkansas, like with us, good little team, you know? They've got talent, right? So you got to show up and play. They they wanted it, and they they came in and took it, right?
1: Yeah, that's the, that's. The, but that's see, that's part of the lose lose situation. You have to explain it. You shouldn't have you to explain to ex- anything.
0: Yeah, then you got to explain yourself. Why right? oh, yeah, this is why we lost? But you yeah,
1: know. you should just go in there, kick their ass, and then uh, you don't have to explain a damn thing.
0: Yep, and be done with it.
1: But uh, but uh, hey, Grand Canyons now go to uh, explain away why they lost five to four to Oregon, and Oregon thinks that they're uh, fat, dumb, and happy coming down, and now that they're a uh, you know middling men's okay. Division Two team. I think they're ranked like ninth in the ACHA men's division two West. Uh ninth out of like sixteen. Um you know they've they've got themselves a scalp a men's division one scalp so hey power to those guys good for them we'll talk about them a little bit later as well because they we'll
0: we'll get some more we'll get some more action on Oregon unfortunately
1: unfortunately we'll have some more Oregon information (laughs) so uh so yeah okay so there you go that was Thursday night then Friday night Friday night is when all the fun started because holy crap we had one two three four five six games seven games on uh six games on Friday
0: there, there was a ton of hockey being played, I know that much.
1: Yeah, and it started in the afternoon, and it went uh, all late into the night, but uh, let's stay at Grand Canyon, because Utah came in to play Grand Canyon on Friday and Saturday. These are WCHL games, and Utah, this is their third trip in like four weeks, I think, to the state of Arizona.
0: Yeah, I wonder. Wonder who scheduled that for him.
1: Well, you know, that commissioner of that league—he's terrible. He's—he's a, he's a bozo. What
0: adult? What
1: adult? <laughs> I think. I, I think that's. I think that's what's on his business card. It says, "Commissioner." <laughs> what adult? So, uh, anyways, no, we had to make accommodations for for somebody else. But, uh, anyways, now Utah is going to play all their games at home for the rest of the year. I think because they've Nothing. been on the road. Nothing
0: wrong
1: with that, right? No, not from their perspective. They they mm-hmm. don't they don't have to get out of bed. They can just or go to go to a hotel. They just stay home the whole yep. damn time. Just
0: stay right there. Nothing wrong with that. But
1: so Utah goes into Grand Canyon, and Andrew, I think you called this one. Uh, you said that Utah and Grand Canyon would split, and sure yep. enough, sure enough, that's what happened. Utah wins four to three on Friday night, and Grand Canyon gets them back and wins six to four on Saturday. And um, a tight little affair, but Utah comes through on the on Friday night to with two power play with two third period goals. I'm sorry, to uh, turn a three to two deficit into a four to three lead. And once again, Grand Canyon second night in a row gives up a third period yeah, lead.
0: Gives up in third. You gotta you gotta get that under control, right? But you yep. know, Utah had a caught little power play on Friday night. They were three or five for sixty percent. And then uh, what was it number twenty three, McKay Pond? Had two goals on the night for uh, the uh, skating youths, so not too shabby.
1: They've got some fun names on the Utah team. Yeah,
0: they do. I, I, when I saw that, I was like, "Mckay Pond." that's a "That's a great name right
1: there." Wyatt Wyatt Light, number thirteen. That kid can play. They've got a yep. kid, they've got a kid named Dylan Dix. That's just <laughs> fun to say,
0: right? Yep. Especially for a couple of children like
1: us, right? <laughs> non hockey guys. Landon Langenbrunner—that's a hockey name if you ever heard one.
0: Yes, it is, especially yeah. around these parts,
1: right? Yeah, there you go. He's uh, and so uh they get Gonna well, wonder if de- go what's that? Oh, Slater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna wonder if Langenbrunner's father shows up at these games. I'm sure he does. And then uh, my my favorite, uh, and and I shouldn't say this, but I mean my my two favorite names on that team are uh, Nahara and Narvez. There you go. I just think, you know, non-traditional names, non-traditional hockey games, I think uh, non-traditional hockey names, I think that's pretty dang cool. Yep. So then on Saturday night, Grand Canyon just said, enough of this third period collapse, Maloney. Let's just put the put the game out of reach at the end of two. And sure enough, it was five to three at the end of two. Each team got a goal in the third to make it six to four. And uh, it just wasn't – it was all Grand Canyon right from the jump. Yeah,
0: and they, you know, they had a couple of kids that played pretty well for them on Saturday night, Grand Canyon did um, – Thirty-three Jacob Cummings had uh, two goals to assist, and then number eleven uh, Mason Cruz he had a goal and three assists. So, couple couple kids that had a pretty good game there on Saturday night. For,
1: what's going uh, go- Andrew? What's going on there with number thirty-three playing out? Usually thirty-three is a goalie's number. What's going on with that?
0: That is weird, right? I, when I saw that, I had to do a double take and see. Because I always maybe I'm an old school traditionalist, but I always kind of thought the uh, all the thirties were kind of left for. Uh, Exactly.
1: Right.
0: Yep. 30, 31, 35, 33. Yeah. I kind of, yeah. You know, higher thirties, you know, you can give those to forwards and all that, but yeah, I always kind of left the thirties alone for the goaltenders.
1: Makes you wonder, well, Hey, it made me wonder, but, uh, Mr. Cummings can play and, uh, he proved it on Saturday night. So Grand Canyon wins. One out of the two Division One games they played, they went one and two on the weekend. Utah gets the road split, which uh, you know that's not not too shabby. And then, like I said, they never have to go back to Arizona for the rest of the year. So, good on them. They get all their road trips out of the way. That is awesome. Uh, they've already sure. gone. They've already gone to Vegas. They've already gone to Arizona. They've already gone to ASU, and now they've gone to GCU. So let's see. They've had Arizona come to them, and I think. And they've had Vegas come to them, so they've still got GCU yep. going to them, and they've still Arizona got State. Arizona State. What you know? What Arizona State might have already come to them. I don't know. I'll have to look.
0: And I, I, well, I know we go out there uh, the end of February. So. Oh, that's right.
1: That's right. Yeah, you have. So that's
0: uh, that's our big crossover trip for the year.
1: Yep. Oh, that's right. In Colorado, you have GCU goes to them. Maybe ASU's already gone to them. Oklahoma's gone to them. Uh, I'll have to. I'll have to look. You know, you would think that the stupid commissioner would have all this under control, but uh, (laughs) anyways.
0: There's a lot of teams, a lot of information being thrown around out there.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy, you know what? I'm even looking at the the wrong thing. So Utah, yeah, Utah has, they have uh, six conference games left. So they have the Oklahoma teams, they have Grand Canyon, and I think they have, I think they have ASU coming to them. Yeah. you know here well
0: sounds that j- sounds right because I, jibber- I know Arizona's been there UNLV's been there yeah I was
1: gonna say jibber jabber for a second and I will uh, yeah. find it
0: yeah I think you're I think you're right there the uh, but hey you know I don't know if anybody wants to go to to go to Utah because you know they're kind of one of those uh, kind of a little bit of a sleeper team this season right.
1: Yeah, they, uh, yeah. You
0: know they're they're playing tough. You know you can you can they're beatable, but you know if you don't show up and just kind of take it for granted, you, you, they're a tough old team. You know, uh, kind of like uh, Colorado in Colorado State. You know they're they've got talent and they're and they're a good little team. Mm-hmm. and You're gonna have to show up and play against them, right?
1: Here we uh, go. A- ASU's already been there, so they have six re- six remaining games. They have Green Canyon at their place. They have Oklahoma at their place, and then they go to Colorado State to end the season. Oh, boy. Yeah, look at that. That's uh, that's impressive.
0: That's quite the schedule right well, there.
1: Yeah, so they've already got most of their division schedule out of the way. Wow. Awesome. That's uh, awesome. Go well, g- good good, for them, I guess.
0: Yeah, no, that's great for them. Impressive. Uh, yeah. They, they are a tough little team, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Hey, another tough little team is the UCO Broncos. They went on the road. They went up to uh, my favorite city in all of the Western Collegiate Hockey League, Fort Collins, America. And uh, they took on the Colorado State Rams or at the Epic Ice Arena. And, uh, boy, these games were a lot closer than, uh, than I expected to be.
0: Um, hey, that, you know, that, that kind of fits in with what I was just saying, right? You know, like I mm-hmm. said, tough little teams in Utah and the, and the two Colorado schools. And then, bam, segue into this, a 3-2 UCO win on Friday night. But, you know, it was tied 1-1 going into the third.
1: Tied 1-1 one, one going into the third, tied 2-2, two, two, and then uh, UCO pops a, a goal home and has to hold on for dear life.
0: You know, that's, you know, 1-1 one, one, one going into the third, that's one bad penalty or or one bad bounce or break against you, and boom, the other team scores, and then all of a sudden you're behind the, the eight ball in yeah. the third period, right? Yep. So. Hey,
1: Colorado, you know, th- this is Colorado State, Colorado, Utah, Grand Canyon, Oklahoma. Um, they're teams where if you leave them, if you don't put them away early – if you give them hope, if you give them if you keep let them hang around yep. late late, they have the opportunity to bite you and, and uh, steal a game or two from you. Yes, because yes, uh, yep.
0: there's just enough talent on those teams and, and for the most part they're they're hard working teams, right?
1: That's right. That's exactly right. And the, uh CSU yeah, I think the, go ahead.
0: Well, I was gonna say, I just think the big thing with those teams is the uh, special teams, the power play stuff, right? You know, I, I harp on that, but you know, at this level it's it's a game changer. If you can if you can have a hot little power play. You're gonna you're gonna win some games, right?
1: Well, I mean, look no further than this Friday night game. UCO is uh, uh, down after one to nothing after the first period. They get on the board with on a, with a power play goal.
0: Yep.
1: In uh, the second, and they, they score another. They tie it up in the third period with a power play goal, and yep. uh, yeah, that was the difference in the game because UCO was two for seven on the power play, and Colorado State was zero for four.
0: Yep, yep. You gotta you gotta take advantage of those uh, opportunities that are handed out, right? And the uh, and the other thing I want to do is I want to give a shout out. I don't have a clue as to who the referee was for this game up there on Friday night. Yeah, but albeit if he didn't if he didn't call Colorado State for diving, <laughs> I tell you what. I mean, holy smokes, that that's yeah. a penalty that is not used enough, in my opinion. Really? You, so oh, you're yes. you're
1: big on on the embellishment penalty? Oh yes. Oh, yes. why is that?
0: Uh, you know, like acting, like take it somewhere else. We're we're here to play a game. If you get a stick in your feet and all that, don't just flop around, you know what I mean?
1: It's not soccer, huh?
0: It is not soccer. That is that is one hundred percent true. The uh the other thing that kind of sticks out on this game Friday night to me is uh you know, we had another big penalty on UCO side. The major uh for contact hit uh hit to the head. Yeah. You know, and and I think what is this, second, third game in a row that they've had some kind of a big penalty?
1: It is. It is. Yeah, it's no, not not good. Number sixty-one yeah. here. Nico Hemming took a penalty. I don't know what midway through the uh, third period, and he was yep. donezo.
0: Yep. Yep. So that's you know that might be a little something if you're if you keep tabs on these kind of things like we do, might be something to kind of keep your eye on to see if. Uh, if UCO can kind of get a handle on some of these big penalties that they're taking here,
1: you know. Yep, yep. And then, uh, then the next night, uh, CSU turns the uh, they turn the power play on. They scored three goals. Unfortunately, they uh, let in, um, and it was a three it was a three to three game after two. But unfortunately, there was about a minute ten seconds.
0: Oh yes, there was.
1: Where it was just bing bang boom, UCO just would not stop scoring. It was just constant. And all of a sudden, a great three to three tight game is just, just blown, blown wide open wide open and you can Not just fat, feel fat. the air going out of the epic when when you're watching this thing
0: that's the that's the biggest thing i had circle on the score sheet was that minute and 10 seconds there in the third period where they scored those three goals and that's you know that's a that's a backbreaker right there
1: it was one of those deals Andrew, where you're watching the game and they're announcing the the score over the pa and boom you scored again so they have to yes. stop Yes. And then they 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 try to restart and announce both goals, and boom, they score again, and they have to stop and so the guy the poor announcer had to announce all three goals you know all at once
0: yes yes it, and I, and I've done some announcing, and I know you you've done a lot of announcing yeah. And, and that is the worst, in my opinion, is when you're trying to make an announcement and then, bam, there's a whistle and <laughs> something else happens, whether it's a goal or whether it's a penalty, whatever it could be, right? How, That's, how
1: inconvenient, how inconsiderate for them not to take in the announcers into in consideration, I huh?
0: I know, right? What the heck? Par for the course, but no, that was, that was awful, right? Because then you're trying to make an announcement of what's going on and then. You're trying to pay attention to what's happening currently, it's
1: awful. know uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. The one – if, if Colorado State has uh, – I mean, I'm sure they've got a lot of things they can look at for silver linings, you know, finally turn the power play on on Saturday. Grace, um, across north, the goaltender had uh, – he had two pretty good games there, except for, you know, that m- flurry for a minute and a half or so there yeah. on, uh, on Saturday. But for me – Colorado State. They found that their their normal play by play guy. And they don't have a uh, they have a guy who used to run coloradosports.tv, TV, and now he runs it. He broadcasts the games through CSU's Facebook uh, uh, account, whatever that is. I don't know what you call yeah. it. I'm old. And uh, anyways, he's normally there, and he just kind of pans. And then when something happens, he says, "Oh, hey, this happened." But he's not a play by play guy. Yeah. Andrew, for some reason, Northern Colorado's play-by-play guy was available this weekend and he did the CSU both CSU games and he, he was he outstanding. Really? Outstanding. He wasn't Doc Emmerich.
0: He wasn't <laughs> uh
1: he wasn't Jack Edwards for the Bruins. He wasn't even um um you know, he he wasn't NHL quality. Yeah. But for the ACHA, he was he was pretty good. Outstanding. He was he was just—he uh, was just great. In fact, you know what? If I can find it, I can probably find the guy's name, because he was—he was just great. And 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 I say that—I mean, this is going to get nerdy, but um, he didn't. Oh Lord! Hello! Yikes! <laughs> we, look at that—we have a—we uh, have a special we have a guest joining
0: us now. <laughs>
1: oh boy! A wine What what have you done to that dog?
0: Yeah, I all right.
1: All right. Let's see here. Brendan Price is his name.
0: He, he's pretty good, huh?
1: Yeah, he's in and I gauge that on the fact that he is you, you rarely hear heard him re- repeat the same word over and over and over. How many times can you say you put the biscuit in the basket or you scored top oh, shelf yeah. or Mama Hines the Cookies or yes. you know, yeah. they go bar down or they go five hole or you know, that's a clapper. You know, yeah. or or what what's the what's the one from the guys at National like Marshy? You know they would call, call one another. The guy's name is Andrew Marsh, and he would, his buddy would yeah, call then, him Marshy, Marshy. Yeah, yeah. Like, like like they're like they're in third grade. Hey, Marshy.
0: Like I know some guys get a little nervous kick, and so one thing they'll do is they'll repeat the same word over and over and over and over again. Yep, right? But, yep. Yep.
1: There was a there was but, a, a famous announcer down our way. He would always say "mighty good," and I started yep. counting every time he said "mighty good." We had the "mighty, mighty good. good-o-meter. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was
0: mighty good. He was mighty good. Then, yeah. Uh, yeah. The one thing I like is when you watch and certain level of professionalism, right? If you, if you have two announcers or whatever, like call other by your names, like no nicknames, like none of that jazz, you know? Yeah. Hey, none the, of the, like none of the hockey, like locker room lingo or whatever you want to call it. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. I no, mean, I don't know if that's the right word to call it or describe it, but you know what I'm saying? Like, huh? don't
1: I, I think you're dead on.
0: Keep all the slang out of it. Right. Like, I think call you're dead it, on call it straight.
1: He did. Uh, he did a great job. And so, uh, okay, well, Hey, there's that's Colorado State. Missouri State went up to uh, play McKendry out of the B Conference. And, you know, Missouri State's, what, number eight in the nation, and McKendry is number yep. 40-something or other.
0: Whoa.
1: Yeah, it should have been. You would you would expect it just to be blowouts. And uh, Missouri State had to rally late. In, yes, they did. Uh, yeah, I mean, they had to. They, they jumped out to a four-goal lead, or a four-to-one lead, I'm sorry, on Friday yep. night. But then they had to hold on because McKendree started on yep. power play. They and so Missouri State had to hold on, and then uh, they jumped out. It was a what a three to one game. They had to they had to come from behind the next day on
0: Saturday. Yeah, on yeah, Saturday they, they were they behind were down three to one after one, yeah. three to
1: one, and they end up winning the game eight to four. So they turned on the uh, the offense. Someone yeah, kinda. someone got ripped between periods, you know?
0: Oh, there no doubt, no doubt about that, right? But that's kind of kind of squeaky bum time there if you're uh, a Bears fan, right?
1: Maybe, uh, <laughs> yeah, lo- losing the number. Potentially losing to number forty or fifty or whatever the heck McHenry was.
0: Because you know you watch, you watch uh, what was it UCO the weekend before they smoked them thirteen to two and then, and then beat them seven to one after they forfeited the third period of the Saturday night game. Yeah. You're thinking like, yeah, Missouri State's going to go up there and just steamroll these guys. Uh huh. I was totally shocked when I looked in on Friday night late and I saw that four three score on there I was like holy moly
1: you and me you and me both
0: <laughs> like, wow I, I was I was totally not expecting that like I was expecting to see a one in, in front of that four you know what I mean
1: yeah yeah I, I think we all were and um, yeah. maybe Ooh. that maybe that was the mistake right maybe that was Missouri State's mistake is that they kind of yeah. went in and underestimated McKendry. Over,
0: overlooked it a little bit yeah
1: and you know McKendry had a little bit of pride and figured that uh, they didn't want to get their uh, butt kicked again so yep Anyways, Missouri State takes care of business and uh, knocks off the B Conference 4-3 uh, to three and 8-4. Eight, eight to four. Andrew, those games, they, they were played, one game was played at 7.30, and then the very next day it was played at 12.30 in the afternoon. 30.
0: yes, I saw that. What do you think that about on, that? Once, eh, you know, if you're at, if you're, you know, we don't know what the, what the restraints were there on Saturday, where yeah. they had to make it at 12.30, but, you know, if it's a Nationals, you know, it's kind of, kind of take what you get you know but you know if it's avoidable in a regular season game i don't know why you would make a seven thirty start and then make them turn right back around and be there at for a twelve thirty puck drop you know yeah
1: i mean there's I, I i've seen it before where people do like a seven o'clock or an eight o'clock start and then they come back and they do a four or a five o'clock start
0: yeah yeah like I mean, that's what we do right we go eight and five
1: and okay okay yeah
0: uh, but I mean. uh
1: I don't know, that just seemed kind of wild. And I get it that it's, you know, constraints imposed on them by the rink. But uh, 7.30 and then at 12.30, just, hey, it's, it's good from our end because you want to get it over with. I'm just wondering from yeah. a player's end if they have enough oh, recovery time. Yeah,
0: it's got to be tough, right? Because you're 7.30, I mean, you're not getting out of there till you know, you're not getting off the ice until 10. And then by the time you shower and get on the bus and you go get something neat, I mean, you know, you're looking at 11.30 almost midnight. Yep. By the time you wind down and then you're, you know, then you got to be back up because at twelve thirty start, you're going to be at the arena by you know 11 o'clock. So you know, you're then you're having a pre you're having a pregame team breakfast instead of a pregame team lunch. <laughs> you know, and that's right. That's you know, regular season. That's a little that's a tough pill to swallow, right there.
1: Well, I just wondered. I mean, I, I that just stood out to me. I guess that's how that's the constraints that the McKendry Metro Recplex puts on their team. So, uh, such is life.
0: Yep, such is
1: life. All right, you, you, you just mentioned it. You at the Blazers Ice Center, the luxurious, the uh, palatial Blazers Ice Center, run mm-hmm. by uh, Andrew Majekirth, the ice uh, technician extraordinaire. You play your games Friday night at 8, Saturday at 5, and you had Colorado in town, and both games ended up with the same result. Oklahoma wins the game 4-3, to three, but they had to go to a shootout to win both Enough. games, and Oklahoma won both the shootouts. Both of them one nothing. Yeah. So uh, go ahead and give give us give the peeps the uh, fair and objective rundown of victories by your favorite team, Andrew.
0: Hey, I you know, I thought both of these games, you know, they're pretty much carbon copies of each other, you know. Uh, very, I mean, just clean games back and forth, you know, kind of like what you want to see, right? Just, you know, fast paced up and down. Nothing, nothing really stupid going on. No dumb penalties. Um being handed out, nothing like that. And, yeah. Uh, you know, what was it on Friday night? It was a scoreless first period, and then uh, and then the teams both scored two in the in the middle frame and one in the third frame to go to overtime. And then, you know, Saturday night, here we go. OU gets behind two to one and then makes it two two and then they get behind again three two and have to come back late in the third to to tie it up. But I just thought they were good. You know, two two gritty teams, I thought, that, you know, maybe don't have as much talent as some of the other teams, but work hard. And, uh, you know, I thought they both proved it. I thought they both played very well, you know, just quick up and down and exciting hockey, right? The,
1: uh, it was the good. The shootouts were exciting. Yep.
0: The uh, shootouts were exciting. I thought both goaltenders played it pretty well. And, uh, yeah, only one guy scored in each one of them, so...
1: Yeah, I thought the big thing on uh, Friday night was uh, uh, Colorado's goaltender Ravi Cotri was in net,
0: yeah.
1: and Ravi's a short little guy, and he's been their their third string goalie for for the longest time. And he, the last time he was at the Blazers' ice center, I think you guys blistered him like ten to nothing or something like that. It was ugly. He, yeah, yeah I he thought had he played to, well, and he had yeah he had to play the whole game, and he just got blitzed So he came back on Friday night with a little bit of redemption and uh, played very, very well.
0: Yeah, I thought he. I thought he, I thought both goaltenders from Colorado played well all weekend.
1: Yeah, well, then they played their number one goaltender Liam O'Gwen, and yeah, he was. They're a little bit different team playing in front of him, and yeah. uh, so now there was some dumb penalties there uh, on Saturday, and there was a few. Yeah. One, one in particular in overtime where there was a too many men called on Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, I don't I yeah, I caught that out of the corner of my eye. I don't know what happened. I I saw the kid skate out off the bench and
1: he thought got he, down
0: to the red line and then was like, "Oh crap," and turned around and tried to come back and <laughs> That's and
1: exactly what happened.
0: Yeah, just kind of a probably just, you know, just a miscommunication. I didn't see what all happened. I kind of had my back to it. I, I couldn't kind of believe it out of the corner of my
1: eye. You no, know, that's exactly what happened, and I couldn't believe that the uh, I think he thought they were playing 4 on 4 not 3 on 3.
0: Yeah, he just jumped and went. Yeah, I caught him out of the corner of my eye doing it.
1: Jumped and went, and then uh, yeah, and then uh, Colorado. Wow. Fortunately for <laughs> OU, Colorado couldn't capitalize on it.
0: Did did you see the two one zero breakaway yes. the overtime frame? Yes, oh my lord. Oh, yeah, I, uh, I did see that one. You know the the puck is in OU's in OU's offensive end, right? And it kind of comes around the boards and. The linesman is kind of out in no man's land. I'm not really sure what he was doing out there. And uh, he got tangled up with the defenseman, OU defenseman, on the point there. And the puck was there. And next thing I know, the Colorado's guys there. And he kind of chips it by everybody. And they take off on a
1: 2-1-0. The linesman set one hell of a pick.
0: Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> he took out
1: the yeah. OU defenseman. Was it Bickford, I think it was?
0: Uh, Bickford, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, I, I caught him after the game behind the bleachers. Followed him into the room so I could pay him and uh, you know, he comes by and he's got this like oh crap look on his face. <laughs> I looked and I looked and I was like, Are you are you okay there? And he's like, Oh my god, he said, Your Oklahoma team almost just wanted to kill me right there. Yeah, you're talking I about the linesman. I said, yeah, yeah. I said, Yeah, I said, You would have been public enemy number one if that would've
1: happened. <laughs> that was great. Hey, the other highlight for me on Friday night, uh, and it gets it, it involves the officials as well, your announcer. At the end, at the conclusion of the of overtime, yes. and nobody scored. Your announcer said, well, that's it. The teams are going to switch ends and we'll play another overtime period until somebody scores. And the referee from the ice yells up to the announcer oh. at the Larry Loveloft at the Blazers Ice Center and says, no, we're going right to a shootout.
0: Oh, Lord. <laughs> he also, after oh. he got it right at the end of the third period, he stands up and he says, all right, folks, your final here is 3 to 3. We'll see you tomorrow night at 5.30. And I'm I'm kind of standing at the corner of the bleachers, and all the fans kind of stand up, and people are grabbing their stuff, and I'm yelling like, no, 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 no. Sit down, sit down. We're going overtime. We're going overtime. Sit down. He doesn't know what he's
1: talking about. You know what, Andrew? I mean, you're not a hockey guy. I'm not a hockey guy. At least that's what we've been told. <laughs> Uh, many 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 times oh. <laughs> but that just made me chuckle <laughs> cuz we're not you know, hockey guys what you know, the heck I is was, that guy <laughs>
0: oh. you know i was i was kind of sitting over at the uh, parent suite talking to a few of the parents and all that when it went into overtime and you know mm. kind of in the back of my mind i was like man i should probably Mosey over to the score counter and make sure they get everything done right yeah and i was like man you know what not not going to happen like they they've got it <laughs> and final horn goes off and and your final, and
1: I'm like, oh my god! And I was like, <laughs> he's like, no, was like, hush, hush. <laughs> hush, no. Oh well. Hey the uh, the the final the final game uh, at least the regular. Uh, I'm not going to say because there was a special event in Chicago. We'll talk about that after the break. But the final game that wasn't a special event. It was uh, excuse me. It was men's to Oregon was uh, they still were stuck down in Arizona. They couldn't get away from Arizona. So on Saturday, they played at the University of Arizona at the Tucson Convention Center. Yep. And that was the result that I think everybody was expecting. U of A beats them four to nothing. It could have been worse. And now Oregon, granted, it was three games in three days, and this was their third game, and they are probably their toughest opponent. But, um, But, yeah. hey. Hey, yeah. They just got outworked and outclassed, and they were tired. Whatever you want to say. Arizona did what they needed to do. Yeah,
0: yeah. Here's here's Division One. Here's here's a perennial top team in Division One. Have at it, you know. Yeah, and and, and that's kind of the result that I think we were all looking for, you know.
1: It's the result I was looking for, so I was very, anyway. very grateful. I'm, now I I'm sure that uh, Coach Berman was a little upset because he probably wanted it to be a hundred and four to nothing as opposed to just yeah. four to nothing, but um, whatever.
0: Hey, all you, you got to do is score one and don't let them, you know.
1: Yep. Yep. Hey, it they, worked. Uh, it worked.
0: It worked. It worked. The uh you know, they Oregon only got fifteen shots off, so you know, they played very well defensively and got the shutout. So hey, can't nothing to hang your hat out there, right?
1: Nope. Nope. All right. Well hey, when we come back, let's talk about uh Arizona State and UNLV playing up at the Chicago Classic. That was kind of uh, interesting in, in different ways for both teams. <laughs> yes. And then we can a uh, little we'll blitz through the standings and the rankings, and uh, we'll just get right to it. What do you say, Andrew?
0: Sounds like a deal to me. Here we go. Game faces on. It's our first day of senior hockey, bud. Well, first impression's a lasting one, bro. You ready for this, bud? Uh, four check, back check, paycheck, bro. Ding. Well, he was more than just a coach. Uh, he was really a teacher. Work that puck, that's the way I like it. What the hell with, what's You gonna let him stand in here like a, hold yeah, <laughs> it. Just because you look like the Gimp don't mean you play like the Gimp. Don't let him stand in here and punk you like you patting him on the legs. Give
1: him the uh, man shot. Be a bad mother Here you go.
0: Let's go. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, Let's do that
1: hockey. All right, Andrew, let's do that hockey. They had the uh Chicago Classic up in uh at the 5th 3rd Arena. Explain that one to me, Andrew. Are you good with fractions? Uh, you know,
0: I I am not good with fractions. What what
1: is the 5th 3rd? That sounds like a science fiction thing. The 5th 3rd. That's,
0: that's kind of what I was
1: thinking. Yeah, it's a bank. So anyways, <laughs> it's where the Blackhawks practice and so they have a double sheet up there. And uh, Arizona State and UNLV went up there. There were two uh, two of eight teams. They had seven teams in the top twenty five at that event.
0: Oh, that's it, a good little event.
1: It was. It's it, surprisingly because of you know who it was organized by and how it was organized. But uh, surprisingly, it turned out to be a really good event. Uh, Arizona State, UNLV, um, Illinois. Um, let's see, Minot State, uh, Davenport, Liberty, Adrian. Rhode and Rhode Island. Those were the eight teams there, and seven of those eight are in the top 25. So uh, not a bad little event. And, and the way it yep. worked was uh, winners play winners, and losers played losers. And so if you kept winning, you know, eventually you would play, you know, you just kept going. So uh, yep. Arizona State pulled Minot, number two in the nation, Minot, right out of the gate. On Friday in the first game on Friday, and it was U G L Y. That
0: got ugly, and it got ugly quick, did it not? And
1: they don't got no alibi. That was ugly. <laughs> right. It was eight to nothing. It was seven to nothing after two. Eight to nothing before Arizona State scored the lone goal to you know get off the uh, get off the Schneider, get rid of the goose egg. The final was eleven to one Minot State.
0: That was. That was an old-fashioned butt-kicking right Ooh,
1: there. That's when you sit there and go, man, you got bus legs, you got airplane legs, what kind of legs yeah, are going on there? there?
0: Yeah, what's going on there, yeah. I mean, they only, on the stat sheet, they only fired 17 shots, so, I mean, that was that was an ugly outing right there.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was uh, no bueno, no bueno. They got, yeah, I mean, 16, what is it, they got 16 shots total?
0: Yeah. Yeah, 16, 17
1: shots total. It was That was ugly. Oh, anyway, so Arizona State loses to the number two team, 11 to 1, and they drop into the loser's bracket of the event. Now, UNLV was playing on the other sheet of ice, and they played Adrian. Adrian, I believe, is number six in the yep. nation, and UNLV was, what, number five? And yep. UNLV wins the game, 4 to 2. How about that? Yeah, it was tied two to two after two, and UNLV gets uh, two third period goals, and the and the two third period goals were like lickety split.
0: Yeah, twenty nine seconds apart.
1: Yeah, just crazy, crazy stuff, and uh, kind of a theme
0: there for this this week, isn't it? Yeah,
1: I guess so. Goals. Yeah, a lot goals and quick clusters, huh?
0: Pretty interesting.
1: So uh, yeah, Zach Wixon comes through for uh, for UNLV, stands tall in net, and um. Yeah, so UNLV moves on and from Friday. They get the they go into the winner's bracket. Adrian goes into the loser's bracket. And the way that this thing, this event worked, it turned out that Arizona State the next day had to play Adrian and that UNLV the next day had to play Minot. So, and then, you know, the other four teams are playing. They did their thing. What On Friday night, I think, what, Illinois lost to uh, Liberty?
0: Yeah.
1: And, t- 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 no, Illinois beat Rhode Island. That's what it was. And then Liberty smoked Davenport.
0: Yes. So yes, State,
1: yeah. yeah. So the next day it was um, on Saturday at this event. It was Arizona State was playing Adrian, and Adrian uh, just smokes Arizona State again, seven to one.
0: Man, they you know they got down big again.
1: Yeah, they did. You
0: know. Yeah, just just an ugly outing all the way around for for Arizona State on this one.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, and they they didn't produce. They didn't have an awful lot of shots, and they uh, they let in what Adrian was three of seven on the power play. So I mean,
0: yep, yeah, three it, of seven. It shows Arizona State fired nine shots for the entire game. I mean, yeah,
1: that's not going to win you games. Oh,
0: two what? Two shots in the two in the first, three in the second, and then four in the four in the third. I mean that's.
1: That's not getting the job done right there. Yep, yep. And then, and uh, the on the flip side of that, UNLV won a winner on Friday. Played the other winner on Friday, Minot, and UNLV comes away with a with about, two how about to one victory. Was two to nothing. Two to yeah, they score a goal in the first period they, with with twenty seconds left or twenty three seconds left, I think it was in the first period. UNLV hops on the board, and then they got another late goal in the late in the second period with like a minute or two left. Yep. And then uh, and then they had to hang on because Minot finally got on the board. They finally, you know, got bro- broke the the, st- the their scoring drought. Yep. And uh, they got one past Wixen. and it was uh, uh, it went on the power play, and man, they were coming. It was it was one of those things where uh, Minot, you know, they had the, all the momentum in the world. And uh, so they had to hold on. What did you call it earlier? Squeaky bum time for the last eleven minutes of the last eleven minutes of that ball game. It was uh, UNLV was just hanging on.
0: But hey, you know what? I'll the one thing I'll talk about on this one is you know, Minot State scores eleven goals the night before, and they come in and kudos to UNLV because you know they give up one goal in the entire game. So Minot came in with a hot, hot scores and hot offense and.
1: UNLV pretty much shut them down. Well, there's, yeah. Hey, that was the theme because they did it again the very next day. Yes, they did. The the other games, the other winners were, um, let's see, Illinois. uh, Liberty beat Illinois and Rhode Island beat, uh, no, no, Davenport beat Rhode Island. No, no, Davenport beat Rhode Island, I think it was, like in a shootout, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, on Sunday, it turned out to be Rhode Island against Arizona State in the early game. Man. And uh, in the championship game, it was um, Liberty against UNLV, and uh, as it turns out, Arizona State kept the the goal the the game kind of tight, but Rhode Island wins five to three. Yep. And um, uh, they they you know they jumped out to it was like a five to one or five to nothing lead, and
0: yeah, they got they got down big early again right
1: yeah and they then they tried to come back and then after that it was just kind of like a I think penalties kind of got the best of them yeah yeah but they just couldn't couldn't get it going and five to three is the final so Arizona State goes over Chicago and then uh, on the flip side of that Liberty in uh, Rhode Island Liberty and UNLV get going and it looks like a uh, it's almost a mirror image. Of the uh, of the minot game because UNLV scores and gets on the board and holds on to a one to nothing lead and then UNLV scores again the following period to get a two to nothing lead and Liberty finally breaks the uh, Schneid makes it two to one and then Liberty's coming but uh, they didn't have the horses uh, UNLV just in the, in their you know when Liberty pulled the goaltender, uh, they you know they were just taking UNLV was just taking shot after shot after shot, and there was lots of uh, icings because you know nobody was on the power play or anything. It was, and uh, UNLV ends up winning the game two to one to take the first edition of the ACHA Chicago Classic. How about
0: how about that? They kind of went down murderer's row there. Yeah, they in did. Those three games, did they not? They I took mean, out Liberty. number
1: two, number four, and number six.
0: Yeah, when that was kind of. That was kind of murderer's row that they walked down through and, uh, and came out unscathed. That's impressive.
1: You know, when, when we talked about this last, I was like, I just hope, like, heck, that we don't have any uh, conference games.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I hope that there's not an Arizona State, UNLV, or an Adrian Davenport type of a thing. And I panicked. Or not, I, should, I shouldn't say I panicked. But then I, I looked and I saw UNLV and Minot. And I'm like, wait a second. Those guys normally <laughs> play one another. And so I looked really quick at the schedule, and they don't play one another this year. Not so this I was year. Like, uh-huh. So I was like, okay, good, good, good. So that won't work. And then uh, and then I saw it was UNLV versus Liberty on Sunday. And I was like, oh, wait a second.
0: <laughs> and
1: I, UNLV goes to Liberty, like in February or late nice. January. So I'm like, ah, this is, this is a rematch. I wish it would have turned out, you know, some other way. But uh, yeah. Hey, you know, you can only play the people they put in front of you. And right. uh, props right. to you, you props to you. Anthony Veneery Greener and his uh, Skating Rebels. They took care of business in Chicago.
0: Yep, kudos to them. That's that's impressive to go 3-0. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Tough, it's,
0: it's, tough competition out there for sure.
1: Now, you know, let's also call it what it is. It's November. So uh, you don't want to peak too early, right? right. So, uh, you know, celebrate the fact that you won, but um, don't get too high and, uh, you know, just know that the, uh, you know, when it really counts is uh, you know in March in St. Louis. So uh, celebrate, be joyous that that you won, and uh, be grateful that you won. But um, you know, don't don't go out buying the rings just yet. All right, Andrew, are you still with oh. me? I am here. I didn't know if you fell asleep, if that dog put you to sleep or not. <laughs> all right. Hey, so we have, after, after this past weekend games, we have, what, one, two, three series. Uh, the UCO, Colorado State, Utah, Grand Canyon, Colorado, Oklahoma, those were all conference series. Yep. So we have new standings. Missouri State is still in the uh, first in the conference with 30 points. Arizona is right on their heels with 28 points in second place. Central Oklahoma with two dubs up in Fort Collins now is in third place with 24 points. UNLV is in fourth place with 19 points. Utah is right on their heels with 18 points. They're in fifth place. Then comes Arizona State in sixth, Green Canyon in seventh, Colorado, Colorado State, and Oklahoma. Colorado is in eighth place. CSU and Oklahoma are tied for ninth. They each have five points. Yep. Yeah. So uh, interesting, interesting. Yep. Looks yep. like it's going to be a three horse race uh, for the end of the season here between Missouri State, Arizona, and Central Oklahoma.
0: It's kind of it's kind of shaping
1: up that way, isn't it? Sure is, and I would say just looking at it with the uh, games remaining, it sure does look as if uh, it's going to come down to Missouri State and Central Oklahoma in uh, in Edmond in January.
0: Ooh, those are those are going to be some uh, gigantic games up there. We yeah, talked about yes, it last week. Yep, <laughs> yep <laughs> those yes, are they will. be Huge up there huge. for sure.
1: Hey, uh, the ACHA put out another Division One ranking right here before Thanksgiving, and we have six teams in the top twenty. From the Western Collegiate Hockey League, Uh, the number one team is still Lindenwood. Minot State is still number two. Iowa State is still number three. But Nevada, Las Vegas, coming off their hot weekend in Chicago, moves up a spot to number four. And uh, Central Oklahoma moves up a spot to number seven. Missouri State stays at number eight. Arizona stays at number 14. Utah stays at 18. And Arizona State stays in the top 20. They fall from 15 to 20, but, uh, you know, they... They're still they're still a good little team. They just need yeah, to uh, yeah. put it together, and they didn't have it together in Chicago, so. Yeah,
0: hey, that, not, that's all right,
1: though, right? Six out of the top 20, I'll take it. That's uh, almost, what is that, almost, that's a little better than, uh, a little less than uh, 30%, so. I'll I'll take six out of the top 20 from one conference. That's not bad.
0: No, nothing wrong with that at all.
1: And then we have Colorado and Grand Canyon knocking on the top 25. Colorado's at 26. Grand Canyon's at 27. Andrews, Oklahoma Sooners are at 32. And Colorado State is in there at 36, according to the computer. So there we go. Andrew, now this is almost my second favorite part of the, uh, of the podcast. You know what this means, right? <laughs> yes, I do. It's time for Andrews Wild Stats and Analytics. Oh boy! Today, brought to you by Mountain Dew Gingerbread Snap. It's gingerbread. It's Mountain Dew that smells like gingerbread cookies. Are you Are you sure it's not brought to us by uh, Pepe's? Oh okay. well, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> also sponsored by Pepe Delgado's Mexican food <laughs> restaurant in Norman, Oklahoma. And the only reason <clears throat> that's that's the case is because earlier today I went out to go get dinner and to pick it up and to bring it home. Uh, before big Thanksgiving feast, of course, we go out to go get Mexican food and who do I see there? But my very best friend in all the world, Andrew Magic right. Earth.
0: That's right. How great, about that?
1: Great minds think alike. That, so <laughs> here we go, Andrew. Well, Sock it well,
0: to well, us. I don't know if that's the case, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sock it to us there, big man.
0: They, uh, all right. So we're going to do our, uh, so we've made it through another month of hockey here. Yep. No, so no, no more games until December. So Whew. let's go, uh, let's throw a big recap here. The uh so leaders in the clubhouse in goals. Leading the leading the charge is number nineteen from UCO Vitaly Mikhailov, twenty goals. Oof. And that puts him in a three way tie overall in the ACHA. Really? Yeah. There's three guys with twenty goals. Wow. The, uh, impressive. The the second guy in the WCHL is from Missouri State, number 90, Kason Gallant. He has 17 goals, and that puts him in there at 6th overall in the ACHA.
1: That's not bad.
0: Not bad at all. I'll take it. Our, uh, so now let's go to our assist, number 28, Carter Eha from UCO. He's still sitting there with 14 assists, and that puts him in there at number 25 overall.
1: I'm just impressed you get his last name right for the first time in about three weeks.
0: What, yeah, what I say, eha?
1: A- yeah, you said eha. That's how it's. That's how it is. Uh, yeah. You were saying like aha or something like that.
0: Eha. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> ah. <laughs> the uh, so number two in the assist category for the WCHL is number thirty three from Grand Canyon University. Jacob Cummings. He has fourteen assists, tied with Mister Carter. Eha. Did I say it right again. You did. So, oh boy. You I'm think coming? You now. think
1: Cummings wearing that thirty three? Do you think he's like a reformed goaltender?
0: I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe it's got some meaning or something there, right?
1: Yeah. Maybe it's just a big fella needs to wear a goalie shirt.
0: That's right. That's right. That's Could what be. I'd have to Could do. The, uh, so moving on to total points. Uh, still number one in the WHL. number 19 from UCO, Vitaly Mikhailov. He has 20 goals, 12 assists for 32 points. And that throws him in there at number 8th overall in the ACHA. And... Coming in at number two from Missouri State, number 90, Kaysen Gallant. He has 17 goals, 11 assists, 28 points, and 10th overall in the ACHA. I have got all kinds of goodies here for you. My favorite category, the penalty minute leaders.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Suck it to us.
0: Yeah, still leading the charge there is number seven. Dylan Dent from Grand Canyon, yeah, 67 pims through 15 games. That throws him in there at the fourth slot in the ACHA. <laughs> and second in the league, or WCHL, is number 61, Nico Hemming from UCO. He has 56 penalty minutes through 11 games played, placing him in number the 8 spot in oh the boy. ACHA. The infamous list. So we got a couple list. top 10 guys, right? Yeah. And this is an interesting little thing as I was strolling through the ACHA's website. Uh oh. Game winning goals. How many game winning goals do you think the leader in the WCHL has?
1: Uh, I'm going to say two.
0: Ah, very close. Number 16, Max Johnson from UNLV has three game winning goals on really? the season. Huh. He does. He does. So. Now let's go there and, uh, and throw a little love to our goaltenders, <laughs> and, and you know how I always do it. I always go with a five games played minimum, so you can't get that one bonehead that sneaks in with one game and throws a shutout and then's is leading everybody, right? Yeah. So uh, number one in the save percentage in the WCHL is Missouri State's number 50, Bailey Stevens. He has played 12 games, and he has a .928 save percentage. Wow. And that slots him in at number 24 in the ACHA.
1: No way. The 92 save percentage is only 24th best in the ACHA?
0: Well, it's kind of because they've got some guys like that haven't played, so they have a 100% save percentage and all that. So, uh, okay. So it's kind of like I could go through and look and see, and, like, take out the guys that have played like two or three games and kind of weed it down. But
1: what you're saying is the ACHA doesn't have the same high standards that Andrew has. That's right. I got you. They just throw
0: everybody in there. I got you. Slackers. And uh, And then coming in a close second in the WCHL is UNLV's number 31, Zach Wixon. And we talked a lot about him on this podcast. He's played 11 games he has a .923 save percentage, so yeah. just right on the hills of Mr. Bailey Stevens.
1: I mean, two good goaltenders and two good teams, and now, yep. now you know why they're way up there in the rankings, top 10 teams.
0: Yep. yep, yep, yep. Well, it starts with the goaltending and then work way out, right? It does, it does. Right, uh, now then, let's go uh, some some team stats here real quick. Okay. Our uh, leader in the clubhouse with the power play percentage is the University of Arizona with a 31.3% on the power play. Our leader in the clubhouse for penalty-killing percentage is Missouri State, and they have killed off a whopping 87% of their penalties this season. Wow. That's not bad. That is not bad. And the leader for the goal differential is UCO. They've played 17 games, and they are at a plus
1: 38.
0: Whoa. Pretty, pretty impressive.
1: That's plus 38 in all games played. They're plus 17 in just Western Collegiate League games. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's not the, uh, you, who, you know, who's leading us in terms of, uh, Western collegiate league games in terms of, uh, um, gold differential, uh, uh-huh. that'd be Missouri state they're plus 32. Oh boy. Yeah. That's courtesy of the two, uh, butt weapons they laid on the grand Canyon earlier this year. Yep, yep. So, yeah, kind of wild, kind of wild. All right, well, Uh, hey, is that all for Andrew's Stats and Analytics?
0: That is all. I've bored you long enough with my Stats and Analytics.
1: There you go. All right. Once again, Andrew's Stats and Analytics brought to us by Steak Fijita Ranchera. No, uh, Steak Quesadilla Ranchera, number 13 at Pepe Delgado's. Mm -mm -mm. Um, If you're in Norman, man, go go there and uh, be prepared to just... Uh, be wowed there's a there's a fellow that's on the radio and he always says you know it's it's so good and your your tongue will slap your brain it's so good <laughs> and uh yeah. I, I don't want to steal all of his all of his shtick but uh that that's that's one of them that's pretty darn good
0: yeah it's pretty darn good stuff that's for sure
1: all right andrew hey we got no games so it's the thanksgiving holiday so uh we got no uh, no games to talk about no games for you to predict and as a matter of fact you know you're getting ready to go somewhere correct
0: i am i am you're off At to least.
1: scenic florida
0: I am off to scenic Florida for a 10, 11 days, something like that.
1: You gonna so, go uh going are you going on to uh go see all the princesses and all the uh, all that good stuff?
0: We are. We are. This is a uh, vacation coming up that we had scheduled for last year and unfortunately with the pandemic it got pushed back to this year, so we've kinda added on to a little bit and added a couple of days and a couple of things we're doing, but we are we are headed to Disney World for ten days, and <laughs> we're gonna see all that Disney World has to offer, and then we're gonna swing over to Universal and check out Harry Potter World, Man, and I'm, see what all that has to offer.
1: I'm so, telling you, what your ten days in Orlando is to me, it's like uh, seven days too much. But uh, power to you, <laughs> and have fun, and. Uh, We'll try to carry on the podcast without you. Uh, you'll, you're going to miss the next couple of podcasts, I believe, since you're going to be down there gallivanting around in Hogwarts and the uh, Epcot uh, and all that jazz.
0: So I well, so I so we won't do one next week, right? Because there won't be any games to talk about.
1: Yeah, well, let's so, have some predictions, but we'll we'll let you gallivant down there in the, in the Magic well, Kingdom.
0: I, I might I might be able to phone in some uh, some picks for you. Oh boy! Oh boy! Yeah, then I'll then I'll be right back at it. That following week, right?
1: All right. All right. Very, very can't, good.
0: Can't hold a good man down, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, Andrew, I trust that you're not going to have uh, Mexican food for Thanksgiving, right?
0: Oh, God. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> I wish.
1: Mm. I wish. Well, Thanksgiving is upon us, and we hope that everybody has a great Thanksgiving. You know who should be giving thanks, Andrew? Four <laughs> teams that just got admitted to Men's Division One. That's right. They that's are great. so freaking lucky. There was an official announcement that happened earlier this week. On Monday, Men's Division One announced that four teams are joining Men's Division One starting next season. That is Purdue Northwest. They're going to be joining and going to the Great Lakes Conference. Um, the College of New Jersey, otherwise known as TCNJ, they're joining the terrible New York Conference. <laughs> and then this is the big surprise for me. It's San Diego State in Oregon. Uh, the team that we just talked about that went down to Arizona, both of those teams have been approved to play men's division one, but they're going to play as independents. They are not affiliated with a conference. Uh, I know that they are both very interested in joining our conference. However, we don't have uh, a spot, you know, we just expanded from seven to 10 and you know, uh, so anyways, they're going to play as independents. And I think the position of the ACHA is basically boys, Let's, you know, be careful what you ask for. Let's see if you can do it. Yep. And, yeah. uh, you know, Oregon, Eugene, Oregon is 12 hours away from the closest men's Division one outpost in Salt Lake City. And uh, San Diego is, um, I mean, it's a glamorous destination, but it's oh, also, yes, it is. It's also, you know, way the heck out there. Now, I guess it's close to, it's not too far away from Phoenix and three teams, you know, in that yeah. area.
0: I can say it'd probably be what, six six, seven hours from those
1: teams. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's I've heard it's like forty five minutes up and down from airport to airport if you fly. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. I know it's not very far.
1: Yeah, but uh so I mean they might have some they might have some close competition in terms of uh Arizona, Arizona State, Grand Canyon and Vegas. Yeah. Even yeah. even maybe Utah. Yeah.
0: But so, I mean, you, could, uh, yeah. you could you could almost fill a well, I mean you could you could get what? Twelve games there? Ten games there? How that?
1: If you can find time on the schedule, that's the big deal, yeah. right? Because yeah. those guys have conference commitments and you're gonna be picking up, you know, spots here and there. So that's well, that's um, the big issue for those guys.
0: And then they wanna go they don't wanna go play San Diego State that's gonna be a low ranked team, right? They wanna go mm-hmm. they wanna go east and play the big boys, you know, go to Chicago and get Three games with top top
1: tier talent, you know. There you go. Number two, number four, number six, or something else. Uh, you know, go on the road, go play a Liberty, or go to mm-hmm. play a Minot or go to play uh, an Iowa State, or something like that. So, it'll be interesting to see how they go and how that goes. But that was the big announcement. So those guys uh, should be extra extra thankful here, uh, for on, at least on this Thanksgiving holiday. And I think they should also be very careful of what they ask for. Now, you know, I think I think past history has shown. Andrew, that you know, teams that jump up from men's division two tend to struggle um, in their first few years at division one, and you know, let's look at, uh, you know, let, let's look at William Patterson, let's look at NYU, let's look close to home here with Utah they struggled yep. let's look yep. at Colorado Colorado state when they jumped up from men's two to men's one it, it takes a couple of years to it does
0: it does get, you got to you yeah. got to recruit a different level of player right
1: you do you do and you have to have a different level of organization off the ice Yep. Um it's yep. not just uh you know something where you just show up on a whim and you know, I, I guess you can get away with it if you're putting on a, something in Chicago, you can kinda, of, you know, half ass it. But um, you know, normally you you've you've got to uh uh you know, you gotta you gotta prove yourself at a higher level of uh capability. Yep. 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 So we'll and see.
0: Can, and I think too a lot of the a lot of the perennial top teams, you know, you you can always and we talked about it before, you always point to a couple of people off ice that kind of point the ship in the right direction every year, right? Yep. yep. And, and you know your printerial your top teams, they always have that guy that's that's kind of behind the scenes, you know. And and we've talked about it a lot over the year, over the years, and all that. But you know that's that's one thing you got to got to figure out too, right?
1: It is. It is. You got to be. You got to have some stability there because the ACHM Men's Division One, it's uh, it's a it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. In That's right. terms of uh, longevity, just look—you know, Adrian's been up there, Liberty's been up there, Minot's been up there, Central Oklahoma's been up there, Arizona has—you know—gotten there, and now they're up there. Missouri State is getting up there. Yep. And uh, you know, UNLV is getting up there. Um, this is their first year of—I mean, they've been up in the top ten before, but this is their first year of sustained—you know—where yeah, be,
0: yeah, being a being a perennial top ten all yeah. season, right?
1: Yeah. And so, uh, you know, good for those guys. Iowa State, they've. know they've been there they've done that so you know Oklahoma used to be and now they've they've fallen out um you know Arizona State used to be they've fallen out they're trying to get back there and um you know so it's 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 tough it's a marathon it's it is you gotta look at this thing in terms of uh we we want to look at it in terms of four and five year careers but you really got to look at it in terms of uh I mean those are just little blips yeah, yeah it's,
0: yeah, it's 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 a lot. It's, it's, yeah, certain- it's a 10, 15 ten
1: fifteen year journey.
0: Yep, yep. And you and you know you've been you've been on the backside of it. You know it's it's a big commitment, right, with recruiting and oh yeah stuff in season that you're that you're trying to keep a handle on, and and then making sure you got kids coming in to replace ones going out. And yep. Back and forth, it, it's a lot to it's a lot to handle. That's there's for sure. A, there's
1: a lot of passionate people involved, just like we talk about the the students who are playing for the love of the game, and uh, who are paying to play this love of the game. The the off ice folks like yourself, and uh, you know, like most others in the WCHL, um, you know the, the 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 you know the the Ryan Armstrongs at Missouri State, the Chad Berman's yep. and and the the Troy Vaughns down at Arizona, you know the Tate Greens at Arizona State, and the Ted Burrs, you know those the A.J. Boldens you can just rattle them all off obviously the Michael Rivera's and before then the Craig McAllister's at UCO yep. it was um, you know those guys just that that passion that the players exhibit is also there off the ice and those guys yep. that's why their their programs are so successful yep
0: yep so. and and you know, we, you know we've, we've talked about a lot this is kind of my first official season in this role and you know, I kind of, I kind of look at these guys and kind of see what they're doing and and where they're going and all that and and you know, kind of try to mold what I'm doing after some of these guys, right? Yeah, I was
1: going to say. Notice, notice whose name I didn't mention.
0: <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. But... I didn't
1: mention my name either, so don't worry about it. Uh huh. Yeah. But
0: but no, you, you know, you see, like I want to make the trip to Missouri State this year, so you know, I can I can have a chance to talk to the Stan Beltons of the world and the Ryan Armstrongs and Yep. You know, you see some of these organizations that have it together off ice and, and they do things right. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying I want to copycat what they're doing, but, you know, just kind of talk to them and see kind of where their head's at and, and what they're thinking. And, you know, because, you know, the one thing I tell is we're all we're all small organizations here. Right. So off the ice, we have to have each other's backs, you know, on on ice, we can fight like cats and dogs. But as soon as we step off the ice, we got to be in each other's corners and have each other's backs in this thing. You know yeah, what I mean? That's right,
1: that's exactly and, right
0: uh, So that's, that's kind of where I'm at with it. and you know I, I want to try my do my best here while I've, while I've got it and you know, try to make a little name like hey, you know that Andrew guy he kind he kind of did it right out there in Oklahoma, you know. <laughs>
1: He's he's well, a terrible podcaster, but he kind of did it right there at Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't
0: don't count his podcasting skills, but everything else is good.
1: <laughs> All right, Andrew, anything else? Anything else we got to talk about? Oh, anything else,
0: man? I have got a new segment. Uh oh. For you? Oh, it is going to be good. Oh, it's going to be good.
1: Do I do I need to have some intro music for this new segment?
0: Oh, I might. We might work on some intro music for this thing.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> There, there we go. That'll be the intro for right now. Because oh no, I'm, I'm a little worried.
0: I am going to ask you five questions. Oh geez. And it's going to be overrated or underrated. <laughs> and that's all you can say. You're just going you to get me. Can't say anything else. You're
1: going to get me in trouble.
0: Oh wait, not a chance. Okay. Well, I might, I might get you in trouble with a few of these, but hey,
1: this right. is
0: our, this is our podcast.
1: Overrated or underrated?
0: Overrated, underrated. Let's do it. Number one. Yep. UNLV dominating the top teams in Chicago. Dominating,
1: dominating, Or huh? underrated? Dominating, huh? Um, well, okay. The lawyer in me would take issue with the word "dominating" because there were two two to one victories. Um, but I will, I will say, I will say underrated. I think that's right. pretty good for pretty good for UNLV. But there I would, I would not say dominant. I would say UNLV surviving. Three top teams in in Chicago that should be underrated because I think that's pretty pretty good accomplishment.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All yes. right, number two. Yep. I'm gonna throw a little screwball here at you. Sock it to me. Green bean casserole, overrated, underrated. Oh, of course,
1: underrated. Are you kidding me? It's like no these. Way. It's like one of the stars of the show.
0: Not a chance. I'm going to tell you right now, green bean casserole is hot garbage.
1: You are not making it right, and uh, it is 100% the start of the show. In fact, I'm not going to go make that tonight, but as soon as we hang up here on this little thing and I upload our podcast today, we're going to be uh, start delving into the heavy pie-making uh, portion mm-hmm. of Thanksgiving so that it's ready to go tomorrow after
0: Mm-mm. after
1: the turkey and the Mm-mm. stuffing and the mashed potatoes and the green bean casserole.
0: Oh, boy. I might have something a little later for that on you. So, Un-
1: under, uh, underrated.
0: Underrated. Well, I'm going to say it's hot garbage.
1: Yeah, so, you're green you're wrong, casserole but that's okay. overrated. All right. Sock it to me.
0: All right. So you're going to have to be careful with this one. Yeah. The national anthem in Chicago. Overrated, underrated?
1: Well, you're, you're talking about the... <laughs> You're trying to get me in trouble with Andy Stores. Uh,
0: no, 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 not a chance. You're not talking chance. about
1: the National Anthem that was sung
0: yep, yep. at the is Chicago
1: it? Classic by ACHA Play-by-Play, National's Play-by-Play, or National's public I, address announcer, Andy Stores.
0: I, I saw a social media video, video going around, so I just want to know your opinion, overrated or underrated.
1: Andy Anthem is awesome.
0: There you go.
1: Um, I'm going to, I, I wouldn't do it. Um, not a chance I would do it. Not a chance. In fact, I wouldn't, this is just me personally. I wouldn't sing. I would prefer to hit a button and <laughs> let let the band play because, well, we talked about it before. There was some, there's been some places where, you know, some uh, some some folks haven't taken it so seriously and have, you know, kind of stopped midway through the anthem. Yep. And I'm, yep. you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get all patriotic or anything, on you, or or you know, right wing, left wing, whatever wing you want to be on, it's the national anthem, and it yep. deserves. It needs to be sung a certain way. It isn't Star you do Search. It, right. it isn't American Idol. It isn't. See, that's how old I am. I said Star Search. Star Search. It, I
0: remember it, Star Search. It's, it's yeah. not
1: American Idol. It's not The Voice. You, we, we, nobody wants to see any vocal gymnastics. We just want you to sing the damn song and get off the ice so we can play a game. One and, of the so, coolest we, National anthems. We want you to sing it the way it's supposed to be sung. Who? Who?
0: What team was it? Rutgers, maybe, that had the kid with the long hair that oh. got out with his electric guitar and played yeah. the national anthem? Yeah, the,
1: okay. Wrong. <clears throat> here, where's... Let me, I'm, I'm going to find that one here. Hold on, hold on. Here we go. Yeah, no way.
0: <laughs> no way? No, no way. Because I mean, that kid, he played, didn't he, right after that? Did yeah, he Put his yeah. guitar down and put his helmet on and yeah. go. Yeah.
1: Typical New Jersey, though. Let's get out here and play some hair metal version of the... Uh, <laughs> No, There you go. so I'm I'm not going to bag on Andy Anthem. I wouldn't do it, um, and it's not my cup of tea. But um, hey, power to him because he powers yep. through and he does it all the dang time. Yeah,
0: no, that's pretty cool. I I, uh, I always I, get a kick I, out of
1: the fact that Andy announces himself as the as the as the soloist. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, yes. No, I.
0: Well, I saw that video out there and I was like, all right, like, like, I think it's pretty cool that, you know, especially if you'll get out there and do that. Right. So yeah, I just want to, I just want to see your opinion. Of it was know, oh. it was, if it was cool or not
1: cool. There you go. You're trying to get me in trouble with my friend, Andy. I'm not going to bag on Andy at all. No, not I, a chance, not I a wouldn't, chance. I wouldn't do what he does, but um, he does it and he does it great.
0: Yep. Yep. No, I thought it, I thought it was pretty cool. All, so right. Was, all right. Number four here, Ted Lasso, overrated, underrated
1: the TV show or the, no, it doesn't matter. No, underrated. It's a great show. Absolutely uh-huh. wonderful.
0: See, I, I'm going overrated. I'm like four or five episodes in, and I'm just, I'm just not, I'm just not there, Andrew. How can just you? Just not there, Andrew? You,
1: you, you need to, you know, you're, 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 you're what? You're thirty, and <laughs> um, yeah, no, Andrew. Ted Lasso is incredible. It's, mm, it's incredible, mm. and it's, it, trust me. You know, last week you were sitting here vouching for the Tiger King and Tiger King Two <laughs> and all that kind of jazz and that lowbrow junk.
0: I, I am, I am saving Tiger King 2 for the uh airplane.
1: Yeah, you should save Tiger King 2 for the uh for the throw-up bag on the airplane. Um <laughs> Ted Lasso is high-quality stuff and if and there's there's some great messages in in not only just in, you know, teams, uh but also just in life and how to go about things and um well, yeah. yeah, Ted Lasso I'm- incredibly underrated.
0: I'm, I'm gonna stick it out but I'm one of my four episodes in I think and I right now I'm sticking with overrated but but mm. my verdict may change as I get deeper into it we'll see yeah,
1: all right all right number all five
0: last last but not least yeah and I, I already know where you're going with this uh oh pecan pie
1: oh, oh come on Andrew
0: different different opinions here I can already tell
1: <laughs> what are you talking about
0: uh, it's it's I'm, I'm going pecan pie kind of like uh green
1: bean casserole. Oh, Andrew, do you seriously, do you have like Mexican food for, for Thanksgiving? Uh, I mean, Andrew, pecan pie (laughs) is incredible. And there's this place down here in in Oklahoma and I've talked about it before. It's called fields. It's not Mrs. Fields. It's just fields. It's the fields family. It's fields, pecan pie. And I don't know if they serve it or if they distribute it anywhere like in Missouri or Texas or Arkansas or whatever, but it's all over here in Oklahoma. And it is incredible. When I was a little Mm. kid, they used to have a, uh, you know, I'd travel with around the, the state with my dad. My dad was a college professor, and he'd go around to different places and go teaching, and, and he'd go to different colleges and go to different meetings and whatnot. And anyways, uh, we'd stop in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma, some little podunk. At the time, it was a podunk little town at, highway, at Exit 72 off the interstate, Interstate 35. And we would go to the Fields restaurant, and they served, they were known for their for their pie, their world-famous pie, and especially their pecan pie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in addition to, you know, you can go get a burger or something and then have a, have you know, they had the pies there under the little glass plates like you'd see in traditional diners. And then you can go in the back, and you can go to the pie factory, and you can see them actually making, you know, pecan pies or, you know, chocolate cream pies or whatever. I mean, they had a whole variety mm-hmm. of them. That was, that was the 70s. Fast forward to now, all they focus on, it's, they still have the factory down there. There's no more tours, but it's just pecan pies. Oof. Andrew, I'm telling Oof. you right now. Overrated. No, no, no. <laughs> pecan pie. I have two and one-third pecan pies in my fridge right now. <laughs> two,
0: two and one-third. <laughs>
1: That's right, because I had the other two-thirds of that pecan pie over the past oh. two days.
0: Yeah, just can't do it. No, 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 no. If it was up to me, we'd be having uh, steak and potatoes for Thanksgiving, but it's not up to me.
1: Fortunately for for all of America, Andrew, you were not one of the pilgrims, nor were you one of the (laughs) Indians that went to the Thanksgiving feast there at Plymouth Rock or at the Plymouth Plantation. They did, not, they did not slaughter their cows. Instead, remember those Indians taught the pilgrims how to grow corn and how to uh, yeah. tend for themselves. And they also had these big fat birds around. That they put stuffing into and they, God bless them all, we have <laughs> yeah. turkey. And they also had a pecan pie because those Indians those, those uh, from that tribe, they knew how to make great American pies at that time. So they, in addition to pumpkin pies, they also made pecan pies.
0: The, uh, they did not make are, steak
1: and potatoes.
0: We we have a little turkey sitting right now in our in our refrigerator in a little brine and we're going to try our hand at smoking a turkey tomorrow for the first time. Really? Yeah. Well, a little smoker I, in the backyard. We're going to try to smoke one for well, the first time. It should so be we'll kind of good. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see.
1: I know we'll that see. you are uh I think I think your um I think your faculty advisor for a couple of years now has deep fried a turkey.
0: Now, I've never been brave enough to do that. Same I've, here. I've always wanted to try it, but I've never been brave enough.
1: Same here. I'm always afraid I'll set myself on fire.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, I'm I'm not exactly you know Mr. Coordination or anything, but uh, <laughs> I,
0: I see all these dolts that you know that how not to fry a turkey, and you know it's these guys throwing thirty pound turkeys in a big bat of grease, and the thing blows up, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah,
1: no, I'm, I'm, that's why I stick with the pies, Andrew. So. Uh, <laughs> pecan pie go. greatly underrated and uh, especially fields pecan pies um, I, I'm, I'm gonna find out I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet out on the WCHL pod Twitter account something about fields pecan pies because oh it's just incredible
0: there you go there you go well the last thing I got for you yeah and it's and it's kind of up your alley uh, kind of up our alley on a different on a different tune is I watched a documentary the other night on netflix and it was a leonard Skinner documentary called if i leave here tomorrow really yeah and it's you know i'm not a big i'm not a big leonard Skinner fan you know they some of their stuff's okay but yeah. any kind of any kind of behind the scenes kind of stuff like that is pretty cool and it's this thing it's on netflix like i said it's got a bunch of bunch of live video clips where the stuff from old stuff and uh stuff from ronnie van zant talking and all of that it's no, I was pleasantly surprised with it. That's for sure.
1: I, I was. I mean, I, I, can appreciate some old Skynyrd songs myself, but I was never. I was a little too young for Skynyrd. Yeah. Um, now you know they. By the time I was getting into music, the plane crash had already happened, and um, uh, I was around for uh, the the band that came out of Leonard Skynyrd, at least for a short while, called the Rossington Collins Band. Which had two or three of the Leonard uh folks. They decided to carry on after the plane crash and record on their yeah. own, and they had some pretty good stuff. But um, yeah, I'll, yeah have to, I'll have to check that one out if I leave yeah, here tomorrow, huh?
0: If I leave here tomorrow uh, on Netflix, I was I was pleasantly surprised.
1: I was yeah, more of, a Mo- of- I was more of a Molly Hatchet southern southern rock and roll type as opposed to an Almond Brothers or a uh, yeah or a Leonard Skinner type thing.
0: Yeah, this one this one kind of started out kind of slow, but but it, it gets going, and and they've got a bunch of cool little facts and some old old videos and things like that, and they they go to some of their old stopping grounds. It it was pleasantly surprised. It was a good little documentary.
1: Andrew, you're surprising me right now. You're actually contributing to this podcast with some uh, quality <laughs> over under stuff, even though you're all wrong on your on your assessments. <laughs> yeah. But also uh, this this uh, this this Leonard Skinner thing, I'm gonna have to check it out.
0: Yeah, it it was good. It was good. All
1: right, all right.
0: This, this over/under, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the pressure. I'm gonna put the gears to you every week now.
1: Oh gosh. I'm
0: gonna come up with five over unders just to kind of make you dance a little bit. Just,
1: just don't get me in <laughs> trouble with my friends, please. Don't don't. <laughs> <laughs> I can yeah. I can bag on those crappy conferences because nobody nobody listens to this podcast anyways. But uh, <laughs> yeah, please don't don't make me uh, don't. Don't don't get me in trouble. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> there you go. All right, there well, but, Andrew, let, let's get the heck out of here. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Let's go celebrate. You need to get down to Florida. Yeah, I'm uh, going to
0: get to Florida. We've got to go eat some turkey real quick and go from there. Right?
1: I, th- I think you should go to, I think you should take a day off from Mickey Mouseville. I think you should take a day off from Hogwarts. I think you should go to Gatorland well i'm out you can walk through i've never been i'll tell you this okay i've never been um but i've seen it on tv my kids have been there um uh, and, and their mom's been there too because they went on a vacation without me once um well, the nerve yeah well you know, that was, it was it was kind of nice <laughs> but but anyways i i, I digress um Uh, You walk through like a paper mache alligator mouth into this thing, and obviously it's just you know a big old pit of alligators. And you can you know Mm -hmm. they educate you, they uh, teach you all about alligators, and then they feed the alligators. And Andrew, they get the alligators to jump out of the out of the water to get some dead chicken or some leg of lamb or something like that.
0: Many, it's impressive. How many figures are these guys missing?
1: Uh, you know, I, I didn't count. I, I've <laughs> only seen videos of it, but uh, it's mm. it's that sounds like you know. Whenever I go on the road, I always want some local flavor. Yeah, that's a local I, flavor, yeah, all right. <laughs> I don't want to go to the outback. I don't want to go to you know Cracker Barrel. I want to go to somewhere that's unique to wherever I'm at. Yep, that would yep. be some local flavor for sure. Mm-mm.
0: Sure, yeah, a little too much local flavor for me. <laughs> <laughs> interesting interesting Uh, all
1: right andrew hey let's get out of here we want to thank everybody for listening to this uh, terrible uh, suboptimal craptastic podcast all 16 of you we do appreciate you listening we hope that you like we hope that you subscribe if not tell your uh tell your friends all about this terrible podcast and um especially all about andrew and his contributions his over unders and his uh his documentary, uh, documentary um, suggestions, that's pretty impressive. I, I'm, Andrew, I'm still sto- I'm stunned. I'm still floored. <laughs> uh, follow the Western Collegiate Hockey League at westernchl.com. The website's terrible, but um, you know what? It's okay. Um, we're also on Twitter at westernchl. Andrew is on Twitter at Stickford A M. That's S-C-I-C-K-F-O-R-D-A-M. I'm on Twitter at CJP in OKLA. Andrew will have nothing but jokes and uh, you know burps and farts and stuff like that on his Twitter. I will have uh, political opinions and uh, immigration news and probably stuff that will make you equally as angry. Um, and,
0: and burps and farts and all that. I've, <laughs> I, I see
1: it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's a little bit of that too. I'm, I, there's there's no doubt. The, this podcast is also on their WCHL Pod. Uh, it's on Twitter, and I'll find some fields pecan pie stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna send that out there because oh boy, it's it's the best. It's the bomb. When you see me next, Andrew, I'm a, I'm already. You know, eight hundred (laughs) pounds. But when you see me next, I'm going to be just overflowing with pecans. (laughs) You know, sounds like a deal to me. Yeah, you can just kind of rub my belly, and instead of uh, you know a typical normal hard stomach, you're just going to feel pecans rolling around in there. It'll be like (laughs) it'll be like a burlap sack full of pecans. Whoa, better you than me. All right well hey everybody have a great Thanksgiving and uh we appreciate you listening to this terrible podcast and uh, we're looking forward to uh, everyone being safe over the holiday so that we can get back for the uh, next couple of weeks of uh, hockey before the uh before finals and then the holiday break and uh Andrew, I think that's about all I got. you know what I'm not gonna make I'm not gonna repeat what we did last time I'm playing Clint Eastwood okay I'm actually gonna look yeah, at what yeah. I'm doing.
0: We actually gonna get the right song in there Yeah are you ready? I'm ready
1: oh, I hope so, I am too.
0: Let's get out of here. The, uh, everybody have a great Thanksgiving. Stay safe out there. I will catch you when I get back from Florida. Peace out.